Welcome to Married with Channels podcast. Hello, I'm Moose. I'm Jody. We're married. We watch TV shows and movies. Yeah. Uh, uh, evidenced by last week's episode. Go download it. Uh, this week we're looking at two TV shows. Uh, real quick, make sure you subscribe. Um, and uh, that helps us out. Give us good reviews. Let's jump right into it. All right. We'll start with Moon Knight, new Marvel entry. On to Disney Plus, you got Oscar Isaac, Ethan Hawke, a story involving superhero powers granted by way of like Egyptian gods, mm. which is interesting. Um, as of this recording, we've gotten through two episodes, two episodes of aired, I should say. Every Wednesday, they drop on the Disney Plus, uh, the Disney Plus. <laughs> so, um, this is an interesting show. It's like, it's definitely not like, it doesn't feel like a Marvel show. Yeah, I like it because it's different. Yeah. Yeah. Digging it, doesn't, it. it doesn't have that Marvel feel, and I don't really know. It's, it's a, it has to do with color grading, cinematography. It doesn't have that feel. It has a, a darker feel, um, which is good. And I like Moon Knight because it's just so different from what you expect from a superhero movie. You know, there's... It's, it doesn't start with, like, the origin story. Mm -hmm. It just kind of starts with this guy who essentially has this alter ego who, you know, has been summoned by the moon god of Egypt to, and this is his alter ego, not him, to, you know, fight the good fight, I guess it were. Mm -hmm. Fight, what is it, the sun god? Sure. It's kind of the bad one, but anyway. But, uh, you know, it's interesting because it incorporates a couple things and it all works, which is superhero stuff and kind of history stuff. You know, you have the artifacts, you have the, the whole Egyptian type of feel, which I think is cool. The museum, there's kind of a little bit of, you know, little little hint of Night of the Museum kind of yeah. stuff. And Yeah, totally. Yeah. I like the archaeology and the history part, too, kind of yeah. intertwined in this. And it is different. It's It's kind of unexpected and different for Marvel, which... For me right now is good. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I, I know I don't have to ask you, but I know that I'm kind of marveled out. Yeah. You get a little saturated with yeah. all of it. So, and it all kind of smells and feels the same. Mm. Gal yeah. Guardians of the Galaxy is a little different. I think James Gunn does a pretty good job of putting his stank on things, but it's still staying, you know, close to what you expect. Yeah. It's kind of worn, faded favorite blue jeans you know right and it's fine they're comfortable but ooh, here's this new pair those, those yeah. look good on me <laughs> yeah this is a nice new pair of jeans that maybe i didn't think i would look good in but right then you put them on you're like oh, look at my butt <laughs> i look so tight so tight butt but uh moon knight is good and it's only two episodes in again i think it's this airs it'll be episode three um but uh but i I feel like it's a different animal. You know, it's that what's interesting, aside from Captain America and the Winter Soldier, what they seem to be doing with the Marvel stuff on Disney Plus is they're trying to make it different. Mm -hmm. Like Captain America Winter Soldier just felt like another Marvel movie, but sure. stretched out over eight episodes. Sure. Whereas uh, WandaVision, way yeah, different. Way different. And I loved that one too. Yeah. yeah. Moon Knight's different. I think I like this more than WandaVision. Ooh, time will tell for me. I don't know if I'm yeah. ready to make that determination yet. But Yeah, and that's a good point to bring up. It's only two episodes in. I think we felt 
pretty good about uh, pieces of her two episodes in, and uh-huh. that just kind of shat fizzled the out. Yeah. yeah, but I don't, I don't think I see that happening with Moon Knight. Yeah, we'll see. I mean, I, I kind of want to see where they're going to take the story, you know, and kind of how it's all going to keep going. Yeah. So. And I got a clip from Moon Knights from episode one where he finally lets his alter ego. I don't know the guy's name, the alter ego's name. Mark. Mark. There we go. You know, he's having a conversation with Mark, The this animal beast creatures about to break into the room and the alter ego's like, let me take over. Let me take over and I'll Moon Knight this mofo. So here's that clip. You got to give me control. It's the only way. You're not going to die. Let me save us. So then he lets Mark take over and destroys the beast. And then hero pose into the camera and credits. Let's just put that here. Put it there. Uh, And that's the end of episode one. Cool. Yeah. We get to see the suit. Yeah. What do you like better? Like the actual Moon Knight suit or when he has the white suit on? Like his version of it or Mark Spector's version of it? Steven's version. I like the the real deal with the hood. It's very kind of Assassin's Creed for me. It is, It's just really awesome. Yeah. Yeah. They were both neat. I mean, but then you see kind of that other version and you're like, whoa, cool. (laughs) It's different, right? Yeah. It's a different uh, superhero suit. Yeah. I like it, though. Yeah. So Moon Knight, Disney Plus, I would say check it out if you haven't already. Yep. Curious to see what the numbers are. I don't even know what it's rated for kids or not for kids. No, probably. I don't think so. Yeah, probably it's probably not. like a mature, which is interesting because it's on Disney Plus. It's It's got to be because Disney ain't going to do no R-rated shit. No. It's got to be like the TV7 or I don't even think mature. Maybe PG-13. The, yeah, the TV version of PG-13. Which is just PG-13, right? No, I don't think so. <laughs> I don't know. Okay. I think kids can watch it. Teenagers. Sure. You know, maybe 12 year olds. Okay. Yeah. But go check out Moon Knight. Go check it out. (laughs) Moving on to, uh, we go from Egypt to Tokyo. Ooh, we're so worldly. Segway to Tokyo Vice. Now this one just popped up on the radar literally um, like Thursday or Friday. I saw it. Uh, some sort of thing for we'll say Friday afternoon like you want to check out this show and you're like okay and like right away we're like okay yeah digging this yeah I like this show yeah it looked interesting at first when I first heard about it then I found out Michael Mann directed the first episode and I love all pretty much all his shit yeah I love his style he just is a different like you see a Michael Mann movie and you know it's a Michael Mann movie heat uh uh, collateral, the insider comes to mind. There's a bunch of others, but anyway, there was one scene and I think I asked you about it where it seemed like the camera kept getting bumped around. Do you recall that? I, I, I vaguely remember you saying something like that. Yeah. I'll have to find it and play it for you again. But that was the only piece where I was like, what, what's happening right now? Took you out of it a little bit, a little bit. Yeah. yeah. It was almost like that was the best take they had, even though somebody kept, bumping the camera track or something i don't know it was odd 
this is um this is a uh, a true story um this is based on the book by the guy who is essentially uh the character in the in the show jake edelstein he wrote a book called tokyo vice colon something something but anyway it's a true story about a an american who goes to japan and wants to write about crime in tokyo as a news reporter yeah, a newspaper. As an, as, yeah. At, at a newspaper and and uh so yeah this is i'm sure they fictionalized some stuff maybe changed some names i don't know but um tokyo vice is a good show it's engaging it's interesting you've got like a lot of culture stuff going on not necessarily culture clash which i like that they're not doing that because that can be kind of tropey mm-hmm. you know when you have a fish out of water it's mm-hmm. like what are these chopsticks what how do you do that you know no he's well versed and no, totally is. immersed into life there yeah. in tokyo yeah, but yeah. they don't focus on any of the shit that is like culturally, you know, different, you know, between Japanese and Americans. They're I'm, all kind of they're all Japanese. Essentially. Well, he he does kind of get picked on a little bit for for being different <laughs> well, and, and, and kind of harassed and harangued. Yeah. And it's know? interesting. He gets a little bit of racist. Yeah. Racism. Uh, yeah. Thrown his way by yeah. one of his superiors, which is that's kind of different. You don't yeah. see that a lot like a young white man getting, uh, you know, racially harassed. But well, let's just say this is also supposed to be set in the 90s as well. 1999. So, yeah. yeah. So this is when that kind of took place. You probably wouldn't see that much now. Maybe. I don't know. Maybe you would. I'm I don't not- know how woke japan yeah i don't know either but but so anyway this guy's uh you know he gets assigned the bullshit beat stuff with the newspaper by the way backing up interesting how they had to take an exam to be considered for the newspaper i assume that's a true part of the story i assume so as well i just thought that was interesting i don't know if that's common like do newspapers here do that do you, you want to apply for new york times and make you take a test i don't know I have no idea. I, you know, I would assume a journalism degree would check the box for you. It would, but. but Maybe. I think maybe unless you have experience, Mm -hmm. like your resume shows a lot of work. Sure. Like if you're out of, we'll say, you know, get your degree in journalism. Yeah. I could see where they'd maybe make you take an exam, but I think they'd probably hire you on for like copy editing, you know, some bullshit where you're just kind of reading stuff and making, oh, didn't capitalize here, you know. But anyway, uh, Tokyo Vice, you know, you get some culture, you get some intrigue, you get some, there's some violence going on. You got the mafia type of thing. Yeah, organized crime, yeah. Yeah, so it's got a little bit of everything. A little peek in the underworld there, you know, with the nightclubs and kind of the the organized crime gangs you know yeah like this hostess club shit like that's interesting yeah i don't think those ladies are prostitutes no i think they just actually show customers a good time pour their wine bottle service you know table side conversation and bottle service yeah you know tell them how funny their jokes are and get a nice tip and the the guys go home feeling like i'm special i think so that's what it's yeah right (laughs) i think so Maybe there's a series about just hostess clubs that I, needs to be worked on. I have no idea. Let's pitch it. We'll pitch it. <laughs> pitch it to Hulu. But uh, Tokyo Vice, uh, so Jake Edelstein is the reporter. And uh, it's interesting. He he 
he starts to kind of schmooze with police because he wants the inside scoop, uh, scoop yeah. on things. And it's funny, the first cop he tries to schmooze with is kind of a lack, not a lackey, but he's not, he's not very professional. Yeah. And he's not, he's just trying to milk Jake for free dinners and how to pick up women lines. But then he gets on to uh, this Katagiri detective who is actually helping him out. Yeah. And here's a scene where they are sitting at Katagiri's house soon after he brings a family a melon and he tells Jake, uh, you know, why the Yakuza are not like just immediately thrown in jail right away. At the bar. What was that? Off the record. Absolutely. The root of the Yakuza run so deep, we can never get rid of them. The cops are encouraged to maintain peace among the different gangs. Tokyo has been stable these last few years. But now, Shinzo Tozawa and his men have come from Kansai to try and claim a local gang's territory. That's what you saw. So interesting, right? Yeah. You know, and I wonder if that's still the case where police in Tokyo are just looking to, you know, not break, but bend a little bit, keep the peace, so to speak. Well, yeah, if you don't, you have all out gang war and lots of violence and crime and, and you know, innocent people get yeah. hurt by being bystanders and whatnot. So, yeah, but uh, Tokyo Vice, I, it's it's like a really good show. It's um, I kind of look forward to when the episodes drop. Yeah. You know? Yep. Just, I just, it's just so rich. And it's something about that Tokyo vibe at night and, you know, the culture. I like, I like seeing the culture at work there. Yeah. You know, and, and it's also, yeah, kind of a, you know, a crime story. I think the acting is really solid too. There's not really anybody there who's yeah really not bringing it. <laughs> no. The so. acting. The only bad acting is, and it's not bad, really. It's just his sister on the tape says he's listening oh, back. She yeah. seems a little, but I'm not going to. Yeah. That's minor. That is minor. Yeah. I don't even know if that's really a. Sorry. I mean, I, it's a character, I, but. I felt, I felt very nitpicky. <laughs> <laughs> well, I was, pre I was referring more to actual, you know, characters we see on camera. Sure. So they're all bringing it. They're all great. Yeah. Um, there's not a there's not a turd among them. No, even kind of some just side supporting roles like uh, the one kind of gang member that challenges Sato 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 Sato. Yeah. Uh, you know, e even even that little performance was pretty good. There, mm -hmm. there wasn't cheesy. He wasn't you know eating up the screen and you know yeah. being schmaltzy with it. I guess was it real hammy? Yeah. So, yeah, solid, solid acting. For yeah, me. it's on HBO Max. And if you I would go I would go get HBO Max if you don't have it for this show, because I've never seen anything like it. And the, the, the concept of it is fresh. I like the writing, too. There's they do. They cram kind of a lot into each episode, but it doesn't feel that way where you're like, wait, what? What mm -hmm. is going on? You know? But, yeah. but there's a unique way that they've conveyed a lot of information in each episode, if that makes sense, what I'm trying to 
expressed well, there. And I think they're doing what you're supposed to do in uh, TV and video and movies is show, don't tell. I think they're. It's not just that, though. It's even the written spoken lines are very well put together, you know. And there's some there's some humor peppered in there too. I yeah. like how Jake's buddies kind of rib him. And yeah. <laughs> so. No, uh, Tokyo Vice. You should definitely check it out. Um, again, it's on HBO Max, and it's a great show. Definitely not for kids. No, <laughs> not for kids. No. This podcast also not for kids. No, because we say f bombs. Well, you do. And s words, because I love it. This is what we do without our. I know, right? Yeah, like the only thing. Bite my tongue all day. This is one time I can unload. He saves it all for you, listeners. Exactly. <laughs> I'll try and edit myself as we go. We'll try. Um, <laughs> so that's going to do it for us. Married with Channels podcast again. Subscribe on your podcast provider. Give us a good review. We're on Twitter at MarriedWChans. Share. Tell your friends. Until next time, I'm Moose. And I'm Jody. We'll see you. Bye.